everyone, I'm Chantel. And I'm Julia. And welcome to the first official episode of Unnecessary Angst. Can't believe it's actually here. I feel like we've been... I can't either. We've been like half (laughs) working on this for months now at this point. Like we came up with this idea in what, February? And we're finally now in September recording our first episode. Um... But 2020. The flower that blooms the latest still blooms. I think the most beautiful. Oh, okay. That's the longest. <laughs> Are you trying to make a Mulan <laughs> reference? I, I am. <laughs> I like it. It's good. It's, it was really bad. It, no, it was quality. I really love it. I just, you know, I think we need to cut ourselves a break because 2020 threw us all for a loop. Um, this year has been a mess. And. Uh, uh, understatement of the year (laughs) of the century um (laughs) but you know we're making it we're finally here we're finally making our first episode and we're uh getting ready to go which is exciting um for those of you who have found us which is very impressive good internet sleuthing skills on your part (laughs) or hi to our 10 friends that we're forcing to listen to this right now and our fbi agent who's probably listening in oh true the nsa is definitely all over this for sure Mm -hmm. because you know young adult (laughs) books definitely pose a a national security big threat (laughs) big threat (laughs) um so yeah for those of you that are tuning in um we're gonna be the unnecessary angst podcast this is going to be a ya podcast if you don't know what ya is i'm not sure why you're here but it stands for young adult it's a specific genre or amalgamation of different genres in books that is really meant for um you know late stage teens and very early 20 year olds aka college kids um we're still reading these books at 25 and 26 um but you know what we love them so we're just not ready to give them up yet so you know we will be uh using this podcast to kind of help ourselves keep in touch and you'll get a little bit of intro into the two of us in a second um but also just to share our love of books with the world because otherwise it would just be lost in our group text where we're constantly chatting back and forth about all of the things that make us cry and smile and cry some more there's lots of tears in a lot of these (laughs) but we love them um and can't get enough of them (laughs) we we literally can't i would love a psychologist's take on why we're still reading these books but at the same time if it makes us happy it makes us happy and you know if we've learned anything in 2020 it's we got to hold on to the things that make us happy (laughs) Take the little joys where we can find them. Uh, yeah. So that's what we're doing. Here we are. Um, I think it's probably useful for those of you who don't intimately know every detail about our lives, which is hopefully most of you, but I'm sure there's some of you that know too much Hi, about us. Yeah, well, my mom's not listening. She already told me that. But Mom! That's okay. We'll, I'll say hi to your mom as well, since she's like okay. my surrogate mother. Hi, Julia's yep. mom. She is. Hi, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll just give you a little bit of intro into who we are and uh, why we're doing this. So, Julia, I'll let you go first. 
Oh, you're making me go first. Okay. I am <laughs> I'm Julia. It's nice to meet everyone. I am not meeting any of you really, but you know. Social distancing. Um, hashtag social distancing. I hope you're all wearing your masks. Stay six feet apart. Clean your hands. Twenty seconds. Thank you. Um, that's my PSA for the day. <laughs> I just started grad school for UX design. I am stuck in New York when I should be in Toronto, so I am very sad right now, but at least I have books to keep me company. Um, I just finished my first week, so you'll probably be listening to this a couple weeks in, but I will probably be just as stressed then as I am now. <laughs> I've been reading YA probably at least since middle school. I have no idea how it started. Um, I, I don't think it's a really... I mean, we could have a whole discussion about the YA genre, but I think it probably with millennials our age on the lower end of millennials, um, we really made it into a whole thing. <laughs> and we are not letting go of it at all. I have fond memories of staying up until three in the morning on a school night when I shouldn't have been reading some ridiculous series that's like apocalyptic and very scary and... <laughs> All of that romance. Is it a problem that I'm still I mean, doing that? Yeah. I probably I shouldn't be staying up till 3 a.m. <laughs> reading YA books before I have to work. Also, to all my coworkers listening, I don't do that. <laughs> uh, I lived with her for quite a number of months, and I can confirm that she do do that. <laughs> so, lies. I must not tell lies, Julia. Oh, well, be glad that Umbridge isn't around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So for everyone's context, we're huge um, Harry Potter fans. Very Obviously, lightly. it's problematic now, but, you know, better times uh, in earlier years. We, we don't know the author. She it's just some author. No, yep. I've never yep. heard of her. I think Harry Potter wrote the books. It's an autobiography. Yeah, it for sure. A hundred percent. Magic is real. It's fine. <laughs> okay, that's me. Chantel, how about you? Okay, so I also have made a big life transition recently. Not as big as Julia's, because um, going to grad school is much harder. But Excuse me, you're trying to buy a house. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but we're not there yet, so it's fine. <laughs> also, that's just like a one-time purchase. I mean, yeah, I own it for 30 years, but it's a one-time purchase versus you have to do things, like, for two years, like, straight. That's a lot of commitment. Uh, no. Um, but I, <laughs> I recently moved from New York City uh, back home. Hashtag millennial life um, back home to Washington State. So I'm now living with my mother for the next couple of months until I buy a house in the Bay Area. Um, hopefully moving to the San Francisco area soon. I work in finance, so the most boring thing um, probably that anyone could imagine. It's not a very interesting day to day, but she does a whole lot of work. That I don't understand. I work all the time. I'm constantly working. <laughs> um, but I love my job. It's it's totally fine, though. I do sometimes regret not being an English major and going into publishing. Same. Here we are. 
Did I tell you that story, Julia, about, I'm sure I did, when I met Meg Cabot at an author signing event, and I told her that Princess Mia inspired me, um, and I wrote my college essay about her, and she's the reason I got into the college I went to, and <laughs> Meg Cabot was like, that's so sweet, that's so exciting, were you an English major just like Mia? <laughs> and I was like, I was an accounting major. <laughs> And I never felt so ashamed of my life choices as I did at that moment. Um, But yeah, that's, you know, now I'm on the West Coast again where I grew up and keep chugging along at my job, but excited (laughs) to be doing this in in my spare time. I think especially given the pandemic and not being able to go out, I've had so much time to read this year. Like it's been, I mean, Julia, as you mentioned, when we were living together at the beginning parts of quarantine, I was just tearing through books. Like, I was She, reading. like, I gave her, what the, you read two series, like, big series that I gave you. I gave you the Poppy War series, and I gave you the, what was it? Um, Raven Cycle. The Raven Cycle. And she yeah. read through all of that, plus about, like, five dozen other books that I couldn't even keep up with. I was like trying to just like focus on work and she's like working and reading at the same time and I'm like what how are you doing this I would say to be fair I read the first poppy war book before quarantine started so I read that That's in like right, February you, you lent it but to they're me early. thick books and they are <laughs> not fast reads at all no dragon republic definitely took me a while um raven cycle is a pretty quick read though that that went fast but yeah, I read, I read a lot, and I've still been reading a lot. Like, my plan is to get through the entire Witcher series by the end of the year, plus the book that we're going to be reading for this podcast, plus, I don't know, like, the 20 other new books I have sitting on my bookshelf, <laughs> which has now become my TBR. I finished, um, like, my mic stand is made out of books that I've finished recently. We've got Girl Serpent Thorn, which I highly recommend everyone. Oh, reads. that's on my list. It's so I'm pretty sure I suggested it. To you. Oh, yes. That's why it's on my list. Yeah. It's so good. I you know me, I like stan a fairy tale or a legend folklore kind of retelling. Like that's my bread and butter of like young adult books. Like I just love that kind of a story. And this is based off of Persian mythology and like legends so good um and then i have two romance novels because that's been my guilty pleasure through quarantine just to make me feel better about the world our romantic lives are a wasteland right now it's so barren it's so bad um so we've got one to watch and the boyfriend project both stellar books i loved both of them I need to stop giving book recommendations in the middle of this podcast. But anyways, I read a lot, and so it's and good to And she also be able... recommends a lot. Yeah, last year, <laughs> earlier this year, earlier this year, Julia came over to my apartment when I was still in New York, and I oh my God, gave her, yes. I was like, oh, I think you'd like this book. And she was like, oh yeah, I've heard about it. It sounds interesting. So I was like, okay, cool. You can borrow my copy of it. Also, here's seven other books that I think I My entire bag going home was books. It was entirely made up of, of books. I feel like don't even know how I made it home. I walked home. I went, I took Metro North and then I had to walk from the train station to my apartment 15 minutes 
with all of those books, and I do not know how I did that. It's a miracle your tote bag didn't break. I, yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a habit of over-recommending books just because I get through them too quickly, but I blame my English teachers growing up because they let me read too fast. Like, my reading level was just way above where it should have been, and they were like, that's a good thing, and so I just tore through books all of the time. Anyways, um, that's enough about me and my life. Um, I think, Julia, what do you think? Should we get into talking about what our first book is going to be? I think that we should. All right, great. Stay on topic. <laughs> Stay on topic. We're not very good at that. No. Well, I'm the worst. <laughs> we're, both, we're both pretty bad at tangenting. Yes. Um, I do eventually try to bring us back every now and then, but I'm not great at it. <laughs> it's why we're friends. It's fine. Um, so our first book is going to be The Concealed by Sarah Kleck, which if you've read the name of the podcast episode you probably would have already figured that out good luck googling this book and trying to find it every time (laughs) i've googled this book i get like requests for concealed carry permits which is just like not what i want (laughs) in my google searches um and the reason for that is this is not a well-known book it's not super popular but i personally think it's great so if you haven't listened to our trailer episode um recommend doing it because it'll kind of give you a little bit of an overview of how this podcast is going to be structured but we will basically be reading one book at a time going through chapter by chapter doing small groups of chapters um and each week's episode will be that a discussion around that group of chapters and every book that we pick one of us will have read already and one of us will have no idea what's going on so for this first book I read it back in like 2015, 26, maybe early 2016 when I was still in college. Um, and Julia's never had the chance to read it. So we're going to give her a little bit of an overview about what this new book is going to be and then uh, get her thoughts on what she's excited about or what freaks her out about potentially reading this book. Yay! So, so exciting. Um, so uh, Sarah Kleck or Sada Kleck. Um, is a German author. Um, She actually grew up in a little town called Kunstanz in South Germany, which is where my family is originally from. Um, I'm not biased in my selection of this book whatsoever. (laughs) But she is a German author. This book was written originally in German. The German title is Die Verbogene. Um, and it was translated into English by a guy whose name I didn't write down. Um, (laughs) well, the translation leaves a little to be desired, so it's fine. Um, As is the struggle with YA translated books. Especially YA translated books that don't really ever leave the Kindle store. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. They're still good, though. It's fine. It's fine. It has mostly five-star ratings on Amazon, so... Yes. And I appreciate all translators. <laughs> it's a hard job. I don't want to insult them. It no, is that's a very true. difficult job. It's a super hard job. Um, I'm horrible at it. My German uh, is I would so be bad. worse at it. <laughs> no, because at least you could ask your dad. He could help you. I would just simple. ask him to translate it for me. Oh, yeah. Just get paid for him doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, for those of you who are not aware, Julia's dad is fully German, like 100% from Germany. Oh, yes. So his German is better than everyone else's German in our inner circle. Um, my mom also speaks fluent German, but not well. So it's nothing. And Southern German is its own country. (laughs) That's you have a very different way of speaking from what the rest of Germany speaks. Well, but even if we just go with the two states, like Baden-Württemberg and Bayern have like two completely different dialects, right? Because you have Bayerisch in Bayern, and then you have Alemannisch in most of Baden-Württemberg, and then you get to Konstanz, where my family's from, and it's like. (laughs) Alemannish, but also mixed with Swiss, and it's a whole yeah. mess. I don't even it's understand so what they're saying. It's so fun the time. to listen to her speak. I mean, it's just a roller coaster. All right, you know what? You and your Frankfurter accent. Get out of here. <laughs> I've gotten yelled at for having a, a bad accent as well. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, the reason we picked this book. Um, or the reason I picked this book is because, you know, I like to give a shout out to a German author. I I fully support Germany doing its I, thing. I and love it. Their stuff making its way to us. There's a lot of American authors out there. They get a lot of hype. They get their books published <laughs> all over the place. You know, I want to I wanna get a little bit of diversity. See some books that are coming from different parts of the world. And since Germany is both of our homelands... I, felt like a good place to start. So this book, The Concealed, was published in November of 2015, and it's a debut novel for this author. So that's kind of actually impressive in and of itself that she was able to get a book that's her debut novel translated into English and have it actually make its way to cross my Kindle path because there's so many books out there that never even get translated. Um, I was talking about like the Witcher series earlier that those books were written in like the early 90s and didn't get translated to English until the late 2000s so I'm really impressed that she was able to get that translation done within like under a year um and obviously it's YA but because YA is like I said earlier, an amalgamation of a bunch of different genres. Thought it might be useful to give a little bit of context for where in YA this sits. So I would call it, and I'm making up my own genres here, um, I would call it a modern fantasy. So more on the low, low to mid fantasy grade if you rank your fantasies, which some people do. Um, It's definitely set in our world, um, but it's like our timeline. So it's happening in present day, but still fantasy. And the reason it's fantasy is because it's actually sort of an Arthurian legend update. So we get a modern day take on classic stories from Arthurian times, which again, for those of you who know us, Julia and I love Arthurian legends (laughs) so much, especially the show Merlin. Um, which I'm sure we'll talk about ad nauseum while discussing this book. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It'll be all of our pop culture references. It's just comparing to Merlin. Um, but, you know, I it's a fun sort of place to start. Not too crazy fantasy for those people that are kind of unsure about fantasy, but you get that element of, like, folklore, fairy tale, legend sort of retelling or adaptation, um, which is really fun. So quick overview on what this book is actually supposed to be about and i'm i'm pulling this straight from amazon 
Um, this is the <laughs> description that Amazon and Goodreads gives us. After her parents died in a car accident when she was just a child, Evelyn Lakewood was left alone in the world. Now, grown up, she enrolls at Oxford University where she begins to create a new, stable life. But when she encounters Jared Combury, who she later discovers is an orphan with his own tragic history, the equilibrium she was striving for is thrown off. Instantly drawn to this mysterious stranger with the incredible blue eyes and confounded by the unusual events that occur whenever they meet, Evelyn resolves to investigate further. What she finds will startle her beyond measure. An ancient legacy of magic, a centuries-old secret society, and a foreboding legend with her and Jared at its center. As she follows a cryptic trail, Evelyn will discover clues to her own painful past, answers she hadn't even been looking for, and a passionate love she cannot resist despite the dangers it brings. So I actually really love that summary because it tells us absolutely nothing, but it sounds cool. But we know nothing about Anything with Secret Society. I'm a big fan of Secret Society. They're so good. (laughs) They make for the best stories. Like, not... I don't want them to exist in real life, but I love them stories more. (laughs) I like reading about them. Yep. Ninth House. It's a great book. I don't want it to be real. Oh, no. Definitely not. Please don't be real. Um, Okay, so Julia, based off all the information that you have just been given about this book, which is practically nothing, uh, what are your first impressions? I'm excited. I'm I'm not going to try and give a very, you know, high-level critique, because I feel like this is definitely not going to be some sort of, you know, crazy, beautifully written, beautifully translated book, but... I, as we said, am a sucker for anything having to do with King Arthur and Merlin. I have to say, I've never honestly read through the original Arthur stories. I know the basic, yeah. Like, I know the basic outline of what happens and the characters. Um, I actually think I have one of the, I think it's the Once in Future King. I own that. I have never touched it. <laughs> um, I feel like I should now, but I mean, I'm going to be honest, the BBC Merlin was a great adaptation in my view. I know it's not a really like excellent adaptation, but it's funny. And I'm definitely, as we said, going to be doing a lot of relation to that, um, which could be really bad, or it could also be an excuse to watch Merlin again. I mean, so I'm looking forward to that excuse. <laughs> we always need that excuse because we'll be doing we do. it anyways. <laughs> we really do. Um, and yeah, I mean, give me a secret society any day. I am you. I don't think you told me about that when you first told me about this book. You did not tell me there was a secret society in there. I mean, okay, this girl Chantel is trying to tell me about this book while we're going to watch Cursed Child. We're walking into the theater, and she's going on, and she had already seen this. Like she gifted this stupid play to me, right? <laughs> so she, this is the second time she was seeing it. And she was so nice to let me come with her the second time. And I'm so overwhelmed walking into the theater because it's a really well-made-up theater for the production. Beautiful. And she's just babbling on about this book. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm glad that I finally got to read it here. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. Should be a lot of 
adventures. I love I love good adventure stories. Yeah, I I definitely love the adventure of this book. Even though it's I feel like parts of it are definitely more muted in an adventure than what we'd be expecting. The book is very dialogue heavy, which I think has to do with the translation that like a lot of the um sort of like beauty of description and like explanation of what's going on in the world around them gets lost a little bit in the translation so it's very much dialogue to get us to from point a to point b so yeah your point about the fact that you're probably not expecting it to be the most flowery written thing with the most beautiful translations (laughs) probably an accurate statement um but i think the plot is really fun the romance is super cute and you know i'm i'm also a sucker for an arthurian legend adaptation the thing that i like about this story versus um merlin is you know merlin's obviously very centered on merlin but merlin's a man and this story is very centered on a woman um who is not arthur and who is not merlin and who's not related (laughs) to either of those two characters and while they definitely play a big part in the story uh, she's kind of charting her own path forward and we get to see a little bit more of um, a characterization for one of the main female characters in the Arthurian legends. So what I will recommend for us finding better pop culture references is we actually need to really finish Cursed because Nimue is a very important part of this story. <laughs> oh, the Netflix show? Yeah, I've been putting that off a bit. I feel like I really should watch it. The problem is I'm just so overwhelmed by like Yeah. I'm and I'm kind of worried. <laughs> you know, Merlin was that's so, so dear to my heart. I don't know if I have space in my heart for another TV show adaptation like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is it's very different from Merlin because it's a drama. That's Merlin's what it's a looks comedy. Like. <laughs> yeah. Merlin's probably the worst technical adaptation, but it's so The BBC good. had low budgets. They tried. They had, they had very low budgets. <laughs> they, yes. like, with the dragon, they didn't even try that first season. But why do you they need spent to all try? the money. Well, they spent all the money on John Hurt, and they were yeah. like, okay, everything else, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, when you have John Hurt, does anything else matter? No, it doesn't. That's true. So, I mean, true, truer words have never been spoken. He's a glorious addition to this world. I, John Hurt is just... I'm so glad he was able to bless the world with his yeah. talents. Me um, too. Well, I will say, I'm, I'm very excited to reread this book, especially a couple years out of college now. I'm kind of... <laughs> Not worried, but I'm interested to see if my sort of, like, thoughts on how the characters interact and, like, how they engage with one another. And when I say the characters, I specifically mean Evelyn and Jared. Um, I'm interested to see if, like, how they interact and my opinion of it has changed a lot since college. Because when I read this book, I was in college. They were in college. And they were two Mm. kids meeting in college and like falling in love even though they probably aren't supposed to be doing that um and I thought that that was so cool in college and I wonder if like now three years out being 
burned by the dating world that exists in New York City. Probably like, no, stay away from the boy. Like, why are you doing that? Stop chasing after him after class. Like, Evelyn, stop. Just do your homework. If I've turned into more of a mom. So uh, that's what I'm interested to see is, like, my interpretation and opinion on the romance if it's changed after that's true and we'll get very differing opinions from you and me because you are much more optimistic about dating than i am a little bit yeah that's definitely (laughs) i think that's mostly because half of what i've been reading this year is romance novels so i feel slightly okay about fictional men not sure if I'm there yet with the real ones, but I feel great about <laughs> fictional men so far in 2020. <laughs> hey, I my fictional men in 2020 have been supreme. I have enjoyed it thoroughly. I, that's all I need. Even if we don't like the fictional men we have in 2020, we'll still always have Mr. Darcy. So, Oh my gosh, and guess what I just watched last night? What? Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> it's on Netflix, folks! <laughs> Sponsor us, Netflix. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm so excited to dive into the book next week. Um, we'll be covering, what did we agree on? The first three chapters of the book, I think. I think so, yes. Yeah, so we'll be in-depth discussing the first three episodes of the book next week. Um, really excited to kind of like actually... I mean, I know we started the podcast, but really excited to like start, start the podcast and start (laughs) talking about the book in a little bit more detail and get your thoughts on all of the clunky dialogue that makes the story unique. So very excited. Yay. I'm very ready. I'm very excited. You better not let me down with this. (laughs) Nope. It's a perfect choice to start with, I think. And then, you know, if you feel like I let you down, you can punish me with the book we read next time. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, yes, let me pick a book that has no romantic elements in it at all, and it's just really sad. That'll teach Oh my god. We're gonna read Ernest Hemingway on a YA podcast. Which book? (laughs) The sun also rises. Oh God! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never. Yeah, I would never do that. Okay. Well, you know, we promise we won't bring Ernest Hemingway to any of you. That I think we can promise because I don't think either of us really wants to ever read too much Ernest Hemingway again. Um, after mm-hmm. the Old Man in the Sea, I was just done. <laughs> like I was over. <laughs> that was English, it. That was the tipping point. <laughs> done. Um, I mean, do, do we really want to read about a dude and a fish? That's just like the I mean, I, equivalent of someone writing their <laughs> Tinder profile into a book oh in the God. 20s. That's what Ernest Hemingway is. He's just Tinder profiles oh, in no. different forms. You're right. You're right. Oh, this is terrible. Manly men. <laughs> oh, no. Like, if we're going to read sad literature, I'd rather read Sylvia Plath. At least it's more nuanced. Oh, I mean, that is the epitome of sad literature, so. It's true. <laughs> but we're not reading literature here. We're reading trash. No, we're not. That's what we're going to have fun talking about. We are about. reading wonderful trash. This yeah, is like no, when Chanel I trash, I mean... level trash. <laughs> I mean positive. I mean trash positively. Like, in a good way. 
you know, that millennial lingo speak that I'm sure I'll keep throwing in <laughs> because I picked it up from you. <laughs> Which I probably picked up on TikTok from the TikTok millennial hashtag. <laughs> oh, 100%. TikTok is great. Also, everyone should follow me on TikTok. <laughs> yes. Because I'm just going to be posting recommendations for other books because that's all I do with my life now is recommend books to people. Um, But I think that's actually probably, speaking of, I think that's a great way to wrap up this episode, Julia. We should share our socials. Oh. For the podcast. I hope you know them because I don't. Our Twitter handle, for those of you on Twitter is at unangstpod, U-N-A-N-G-S-T-P-O-D. So good luck remembering that because that Yeah, I don't even remember it, so. I just, well, they're all linked to my account, so it's been making it slightly easier. And then our Instagram is unnecessaryangstpod, so at unnecessaryangstpod. Because they actually let us put the full name in there. Twitter wouldn't let us do that. Twitter needed it to be shorter. (laughs) Um, And then our Facebook page, for anyone who's not a millennial and is still using Facebook, um, is at Unnecessary Angst Pod as well. So the same as the Instagram. And then last but not least... If you have thoughts or suggestions or comments on the books that we're reading or just want yes, to chat with comment us. please comment on the books. <laughs> yeah, please. Don't make it just be us. But if you have <laughs> other things that you just want to talk to us about, um, you can email us as well. And our email is unnecessaryangstpod at gmail.com. So... We will be um, managing all of that stuff there. And just because we're going to try to be a super spoiler-free podcast, um, we will be filtering who sees what emails. So if you send, I don't, I mean, no one's going to be hearing this until we're like halfway through the concealed probably. But if you send emails about the concealed because you've magically somehow read it, which would surprise me a lot, um, Julia will not see those emails. I will be filtering for all of the emails just in case they're spoilers. And then we will do the same for future books so that we can't accidentally spoil ourselves. So feel free to follow us on any of the socials or send us an email. And uh, we'd be happy to talk to you all. And we'd love to talk to you all. So please talk to us. Let's be friends. I have no more friends. We need more friends. <laughs> now that we've moved across the country from each other, we need more friends. <laughs> and I'm in virtual grad school. It's great. And I'm in a virtual work environment. Yay! Yay! All the sadness and loneliness and isolation of us continuing to stay trapped in our houses after seven months. It's super great. So, um, we look forward to hearing from you all and hope everyone has has a lovely rest of your week and we'll talk to you next time yay (laughs) bye everyone (laughs) bye